Hey, this is Mindful Mostly. It's a show for those of us who are mindful about our lives. Most of the time, we're curious, we're conscious, we're down to earth, and we have teeny tiny attention spans. That's why this show is 20 minutes or less. You're a busy woman. You got places to be. So we are there to keep you company along the way. I'm Andrea Collins. On today's show, Neely Fisher is here. She's the founder of The Flexible Chef. Check it out on YouTube. She's got some great videos. She's also author of the book, Food You Want for the Life You Crave. We're going to find out about her 90-10 rule. Intriguing. How to figure out what's actually considered the 10%. Like, sure, we all know that donuts fall into that, but what what else does? Because what I think is unhealthy might be something you think is perfectly fine. So how do we determine what that 10% is, right? And also we're going to talk about how you can healthify any recipe. So maybe one of your favorite things is like a lasagna with bechamel sauce. Goddamn. How to healthify that? I don't know. Is that even possible? My current healthification, actually, is nutritional yeast on popcorn. God, that's good. I don't know if it's still healthy when you cover it in salt and butter, but, you know, we do what we can do. Before we get to Neely, how are you guys? Hit me up online. Actually, if you share this episode, let me know what you like. Let me know you're listening. You could win Neely's book. Uh, called uh, Food You Want for the Life You Crave. So let me see you on Instagram. The tag is at Mindful Mostly. And let me know how you're doing at the same time. Just let me know what you're up to while you're listening. You could win that book. And then also I just, yeah, just kind of want to know what's going on, you know. Hit me up. You can slide in my, into my DMs at any time. Um, What's new with me? Well, the sun has finally come out here in Toronto, And with that, my weird shirtless neighbor. In fact, there's this new guy that moved in across the street because we have like a couple rental houses across the street with multiple units. So now there's a guy that lives there who stands outside in his bathrobe every morning, which is just like kind of weird, no? Every morning, stands there, looking around. I'm just... It's like he's just waiting for that stiff breeze so we can all know what's going on in there, you know? So that's some of the excitement in my life. What else? My podcasting business is so exciting. I've been able to help some incredible women just like you get their podcasts going with the confidence to start it because that is truly the hardest part and stand out. The other hardest part. There are a lot of podcasts, but the world needs more. And I can tell you one thing. There's a lot of podcasts, but there's not a lot of good podcasts. (laughs) Um, And it just takes a few things to learn and to know and some planning and some tips. And if this is something you're starting to think about, I can walk you right through it, sister. You hit me up online. You can DM me, uh, Andrea Collins FM, also on the Mindful Mostly page. 
You can also email me at Andrea at MindfulMostly.com and I can talk you through that. Plus, speaking of which, still offering the High Vibe 5. Yeah, it's a complete bribery situation. Here's how it works. If you leave a review on iTunes for the Mindful Mostly podcast, take a little screenshot and then email it to me at Andrea at MindfulMostly.com. It takes you two seconds. I will email you back. The High Vibe Five, which is a five-minute magnetism session. This is like, it's pretty great. You sit down and in five minutes, you're going to be doing breath work, meditation, visualization, manifesting. It is all in a five-minute capsule. So if you want to get your hand on this, it's something you can do every morning before you start your day or every night before you go to bed or just like when you're eating a salad. If you want to get your hands on it, like I said, you leave it the review and you email it to me, and then I email you the high five. All right, let's get to our chat with Neely Fisher. Hey, Neely Fisher, what's going on? Great, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. I'm glad I have you on the line because you're, you're, one of your mantras is the 90-10 way of eating. Now, I've heard a lot of the 80-20, so I'm interested in the 90-10. Why 90-10? Listen, I, I, I talk about 90-10 with the caveat of like, for you, it might be 80-20. For you, it might be something different. My, the 90-20 is what happens to work for me, right? And it's, it's by the way, 90-20 mostly, right? It's really about like looking at your week, knowing what your body can handle, Um and so, you know, 90-20 might be a little extreme, right? Like, you know, you might kind of want to have potato chips and dessert more than once a week, which is like kind of what I do, you know? So it really is about customizing it for your body. Right. Now, my struggle is, and you were saying 90-20, but you meant 90-10, right? You, I meant 90-10. You, you generally eat 90-10. <laughs> That's right. So 90-20, though, that would be like a very interesting <laughs> That's actually the overeating that I tend to do right there. Yeah. yeah Give it right. 110%. <laughs> right, right. Um, now, one thing that people struggle with, though, is there's the obvious 10%. Like, there's the obvious junk foods, like the chips, the cake, the donut. But then there's the ones where I'm like, is this considered a 10? And those mm-hmm. would be bread, for instance, or mm-hmm. like I tend to like a really grainy, yummy bread, but there's gluten in it because I can handle the gluten. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, or pasta. Are those part of the 10? You know, I love that you bring this up and it's such a good question. And I think what you're asking and every listener is probably nodding their heads right now, because what you're asking is like, what the heck am I actually supposed to eat? I mean, it's like this age-long question, right? Every diet in the world will answer your question differently, right? And Mm -hmm. part of my flexible philosophy is that we all have to, I mean, it's like not a really popular answer because it means we have to do a little bit of inner work. Um, we, We have to sort of be mindful mostly with this part. And we really need to uncover like, what is it for us? So for me, if I eat bread, like, that's not even in my 10% because I, I just, it, it, it puts me into like such a bloated, you know, unhappy place that like, I actually can't do it at all. Right. There's those foods that, but for you, like that might actually be like a part of your regular thing, you know, a slice of your multigrain 
bread with, uh, you know, an egg and some avocado, whatever it is, you know, you might, and that might, you might be great at that. I think ultimately what we're all trying to arrive at is a place where we just feel good, where we look good, where we're, where we're on top of our game and our food choices are really just about supporting that middle place that we're all trying to figure out. And it takes some time and we've, you know, and then there's like all the foods, you know, that are, that are every year, the new fad is to either like eat them or not eat them depending on the weather or the trend. And it requires, you know, us to be fairly educated and mindful consumers and say, okay, hang on a minute. It sounds to me that kale is probably fine. Like, okay, maybe I'll get it organic, but like, it can't be that kale is also bad for me, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think it's really about getting educated, really knowing your body, knowing what you can tolerate, and ultimately knowing that it's really not about winning. It's just about being yourself and being your healthiest self. Mm -hmm. I actually, I heard a podcast from Dr. Mark Hyman, who -hmm. who I think endorsed you. And, he and, did, yeah. He endorsed my book. That's great because he is. He, if you don't know who he is, he's just he's so knowledgeable when it comes to food as medicine, like and the way we eat and how what we put in our bodies is is also motivation not just to look good, but like for long term health, preventing mm-hmm. uh, major issues down the road, uh, preventing certain cancers before they even start, and the power of foods. And I found that particularly motivating is um, is just knowing that food is more for me than than what I take it at face value as well. Absolutely. I like to think of it like when we think of diet or, you know, eating well or whatever, there's dieting for our waistline or eating well for our waistline. And then there's dieting for our lifeline. And they're, they're totally, when we talk about being healthy, those are like two kind of like both really important things. And sometimes the lifeline part people forget about in the, you know, the 30 something chase for flat abs or whatever your coveted state is. Um, and we do, we forget that it's really about, making choices that will like keep us young and healthy as long as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, you have certain ways to healthify any recipe. My current way is just throwing a bunch of hemp seeds on top of everything I eat. <laughs> <laughs> what are yours? You're the expert. That's a good one. I mean, so so adding adding nutrition into existing foods that you're already, you're already eating is a great one. So you can throw things other than hemp into muffins or baked goods, whatever your way of doing them, whether it's gluten-free and sugar-free or grain-free or whatever, right? But you can throw in some flax seeds and chia seeds and on sunflower seeds, you could swap almond flour for the regular flour, add some coconut flour. You could use non-dairy milks with no sugar versus dairy. Um, So lots of different ways to kind of, you know, uh, healthify your baked your baked goods. Um, I have four kids, and so I'm always trying to add veggies and greens and um, better for better better for you than potatoes into their vegetable diet. Um, so I I make all sorts of veggie sautés. I have this recipe in my book, and I fold them into things like burgers and bolognese and omelets. I'll like saute some onions and cauliflower and like pulse it really small and sneak it into my son's egg. He doesn't know the difference. Um, 
you know, basically adding nutrition as much as possible. And then, of course, there's also ways to cut back on things, right? Like reducing sugar quantities in certain things, like, uh, you know, uh, salad dressing does not need sugar. Most recipes that call for it, you could at least cut it in half, if not eliminate it completely. So lots of ways to reduce sugar, swapping out gluten for um, gluten-free alternative flours, um, or, um, you know, sausage, you know, swapping soy sauce for tamari, things like that to make things grain-free or gluten-free if that's what you're doing. Amazing. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned, um, reducing the, the sugar because I've been on this kick of baking and something I've never really done. And when I say baking, I just mean making like quick breads, like a banana loaf or a carrot loaf. And I can't believe some of the recipes, the quantity of sugar that it calls for, mm-hmm. like a cup of sugar. Are you kidding me? Why? That would right. that would be almost too powerful for a, a slightly healthy person's palate. Yeah. And sugar. I mean, you know, we were just at Whole Foods this morning. I was by, picking up my kids at the airport and I bought them some muffins. And, you know, it's it's free of everything else. Like, I'm actually looking at it now. It's like no milk, no nuts, no eggs, no soy, whatever. But like lots of sugar just to make sure it tastes good. So mm-hmm. sugar is one of those things that, that you know, going back to the 90-10%, I would say um, that's the, the sugar part, the 10% versus, you know, 20% of sugars is sort of closer to probably what someone like Mark Hyman would endorse as far as, as far as, you know, longevity health is to really, um, be mindful of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It always makes me upset when I see low, like low fat recipes online and then it jacks up the sugar and I'm like, you guys. So I have, I have a question. What is your thing? Like, what it, okay, so let's say you, it sounds like you're gluten free, you're conscious of sugar, you're conscious of eating healthy, but what is your besides gluten? Because it sounds like you have trouble with gluten. What is that thing that you're like, no, 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 we must abstain from having this? It is the root of all evil. You know, I'm again, I'm going to give you an unpopular answer because I don't think there's a general we must do anything, and I an alternate uh, title for my book was going to be called fad free, which didn't pass, but I still refer to my food philosophy as being fad free. Um, I happen to be gluten free for some health issues. Um, And, you know, we all know that gluten is just kind of generally not so great for most people. Mm -hmm. But I I think that again, like everyone's got to find what works for them. And there isn't, there just isn't a one size fits all thing. I mean, I live in three different continents. I spend a lot of time in Israel where, um, like if you told people not to eat bread there, they would like, I don't know what would happen, but it wouldn't work. (laughs) And, you know, lots of time in Asia. And if you told them not to eat rice, they're like, well, what else am I going to eat? And so I really think it's about knowing your body and knowing where you come from and what works for you. And, um, that's my thing. My thing is to give people the freedom to find their own way. What's the most embarrassing fad diet you ever tried? Oh, my God. I um, When I was like 15, I ate carrots for like three weeks um, <laughs> only. And any of you who have been on a carrot diet, which I don't know if that's a thing, but it was totally my thing. And my hands and feet were literally bright orange Stop. for like months. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Oh my god. So that was like that was the one that was the one effect that you saw. Did you feel good? Oh my god. I, I'm <laughs> starving. Are you kidding me? I know. Okay. Okay. I was stupid and starving. 
<laughs> oh, man. Okay, well, congratulations on the book. And thank you so much for coming on the show. And uh, we can't wait to healthify every aspect of our life. Thanks, Neely. Thank you. Health of Final Lives with Neely Fisher. Hey, if you want to get your hands on Neely's book, like I was telling you before, we got a copy for you to win this week. It is called Food You Want for the Life You Crave. If that sounds good, which, come on, it does. Just share this episode. You can take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, Facebook, however you want. I will see you. Yes, I will. And then I will write down your name and enter you for this book. We will give away the book on next week's episode. Speaking of which, have you been thinking about what you do for a living and just kind of wondering if it still aligns with your values or makes sense for the life you have now? Have you been thinking about branching out on your own? We're going to talk to Ashley Cassidy Seal about mindfully curating your career. She has a pretty great story, and we're going to hear it, and she's going to give us some of the tips that she has learned from in her experience. That is going to be on next week's show. And in the meantime, hit me up on the gram at Mindful Mostly. Um, If there's anything you want to talk about, whether it's episodes you would like to hear, you can DM me. Um, you could also, if you're interested in getting your podcast going, like I was talking about, I'm doing some consulting now. Um, there's a few spaces left for the rest of May. So if you'd like to chat, you can slide into my DMs. You can also email me at Andrea at mindfulmostly.com. Really for anything. Let's 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 be buds. Okay. I'll talk to you next time. Right here on Mindful Mostly. <laughs>